0: What's up, Mzanzi? Welcome to episode 345 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Octavius Spandil. Now, fish disease monitoring is to gather information about the health of fish stocks and the suitability of the circumstances under which fish are kept, and of course, to have a thriving fish farm. In this episode, fish farmer Marvelous Makahando shares some vital information around fish diseases, signs, and how to actually keep your fish safe as far as possible. Marvelous, welcome to Farmers Inside Tech. I am absolutely excited to have you with me today to specifically talk about disease monitoring in fish farming. How does one monitor fish for diseases?
1: I'm self-taught, but I will try by all means to put it in a way that maybe we both are gonna get some understanding. But the main purpose is to observe the, like the behavior and the appearances, the swimming patterns of your fish, because if they are sick, you will see they will change their patterns because when they swim, they swim in patterns. So you need to be able to know your fish better each and every time. So each and every time you must be observing the swimming patterns and the behavior when they are inside the pond, if they are sick. They start to float and swim backwards. The chest will be facing upwards. And sometimes it will be laying on the side, which is not a normal position. So you will be able to see that there is something wrong.
0: And what are some of those diseases that a farmer should be aware of for fishes?
1: If you don't change your water, the water develops some bacterias. So it will affect its skin, the fin and the tail they will start to rot and the scales, they come off because of the bacterias. You will get like mainly bacteria infection.
0: And what are some of the other diseases for fishes?
1: We also have fungal infection.
0: What are the causes of health problems in fish farming?
1: When you overcrowd your pond and poor water quality, those are the main things that you need to check.
0: And some of the other things that you need to check?
1: Inadequate nutrition temperature fluctuation.
0: Can you expand on what happens there? Should people check their water regularly? What are the things that you need to know?
1: You need to check your water regularly and you need to make sure that the water is in motion. It needs to be circulating because if it stays at rest, it will get some infections from the bacterias. Because once it starts to move, those flies cannot be able to lay eggs in the water. So, if there's movement in your water, they won't be able to lay the eggs and then things will be fine. When you receive your fish or when you stock your pond, you need to know how to handle your fish because they get stressed just like any other person. They are will you get handled. So, when you handle them, you need to handle them with care. If you have received them in a plastic bag, when you get to your pond, you just need to go there and... Put that bag, you fill the bag with water first. And then when you get to your pond, you put it first on top and not open. Then it will take the temperature of your pond, your pond water, because this temperature of your pond water and the one from the plastic won't be the same. So you need to adjust the temperature first by putting that bag on top, the bag with uh, the fingerlings, and then it adjusts the temperature, maybe for 20 minutes. Then you just open the tip. And then you let them go one by one. You don't like throw them in the dam. So that is how you handle them with care. So they won't have that stress. You need to quarantine them. When you get them from somewhere, you need to put them. It will be having like many dams where you can be able to separate them. The ones that you just came back with, you just need to quarantine them and check for diseases first. You can move them where there's others before they join each other. So you need to be able to quarantine them for maybe two weeks. Temperature fluctuations. This one depends on your pond, on how you build your pond. Mine is the earth pond. So hey, it's difficult for me to like manage the temperature because sometimes it's going to be hot. Sometimes it's going to be rainy. Sometimes it's going to be windy. So it needs a proper pond where it is going to be closed on top so that can be able to manage the temperature.
0: You spoke about monitoring and especially when it comes to, you know, your temperatures. I want to know why is it important to monitor diseases? Why is that important for aquaculture?
1: If you do not monitor them, you will run a big loss because if you are in need for money, you won't be able to raise money because if you don't manage your diseases, your fish will get sick and it will require a lot of money for you to like get treatment it will require you to get the doctors and to buy the medication and all those things so you need to be able to like monitor your fish because they always say prevention is better than cure if you wait for them to get sick you might end up losing the whole stock so you need to always make sure that you monitor your pond. So any detection helps. It will minimize economic loss as well.
0: What are the signs of diseases in fish? How do you know that your fish is actually ill?
1: You will see by its color that there is a natural color of fish. When it's sick, you will see that it becomes white. We're talking about tilapia. It becomes a bit light because it loses its scales. Then you will see that your fish is sick, or sometimes they float there on top. The way it swims, it changes their behavior. Then you will be able to notice that it is sick.
0: How can the diseases be prevented? What is your advice here?
1: Avoiding pollution. Next to your pond, you need to make sure that it's always clean. And you need to keep the record of your water quality and stocking. When you stock, you need to know the size of your pond, Because if you overcrowd them, they will have those stresses. Like they will be fighting for the feed and they will start to get stressed. And then from them it will affect them. And then proper nutrition. You need to know when to feed, how to feed, and what to feed each and every time. And water quality is always important. I've been talking about water quality. Water quality is very much important. You need to always regularly check your water and always change them if they are not moving. You need to make sure that you're always changing your water and you're checking the quality of your water each and every time.
0: When is the best time to feed them? How do you feed them? And what is the best feeding food?
1: The best feeding food is the pellets, the ones that float on water, because there you will be able to control your feed. The ones that do not float, you will never be sure if the fish has finished the feed. If it doesn't finish the feed, the feed, when it rots, it will affect the water quality as well, which is going to affect the skin. So when the food is floating, you will be able to see if the fish has finished the food or if like you have poured enough. So you need to check the number of fish that you have. I know from thousand, from thousand upwards you need to feed at least 2 kg in the morning and 2 kg in the evening. And you need to be able to know if you feed them at 6 o'clock. Each and every day, it needs to be 6 o'clock because fish are grumpy. They always lose temper. If you do not feed them on time or if they used to getting feed at maybe 6 o'clock and then you're feeding them at 9, they won't eat that feed for maybe 2 hours or 3 hours then you will see that you did something wrong. So the time that they get used to is the time that you need to make sure that each and every time you're feeding them at that time. So if you feed them at 6 o'clock, it needs to be 6 o'clock in the morning each and every time. If you feed them at 10, it needs to be 10 o'clock. Make sure that you keep the record. They know that you feed them at 12.
0: Thanks so much, marvelous Makahando, For one, the topic, visit www foodformzanzi.co.za. And this week we celebrate Hashtag Soul Sister Rzani Kaku, a trailblazing farmer from the Vimba district, Limpopo, whose journey into agriculture showcases resilience and community upliftment. With a passion for macadamia and avocados, she empowers local communities and fosters sustainable growth. When I started farming, I was still working at the corporate. So the other challenge is I was not a full time farmer. So I rely on my employees to do farming for me. The other challenge was the finance for employee salary as I I decided to do cash crop because of financial problem. It's another challenge. But the other, that challenge of macadamia farming is that we don't have more knowledge in macadamia. So I decided to study also macadamia because of this problem, which the other challenges which we have is the market. Yudzani is one of the phenomenal women selected to participate in the 2023 Hashtag Souls Programme. Catch a full interview on www foodfromzanzi.co.za and on Food From Zanzi's YouTube channel. And that's it wrap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. From me, Octavis Pandil, our technical producer, Megan Funded Friend, and the rest of the hashtag foodformzanzi. Thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food for Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.